You're listening to the Empowered Divorce Podcast, where women support women who have experienced betrayal trauma and abuse and are now facing divorce. Here, you'll learn tools and concepts to help guide your journey from a place of empowerment by trusting yourself and becoming the chooser in your life. I'm your host, Amy Woolsey. Thanks for joining. Hello, hello, my amazing, beautiful listeners. Thank you for joining the Empowered Divorce Podcast today. Bonus episode. All right, my last bonus episode where I walk you through a body scan. And hopefully you've been able to replay that until you can do that on your own every day. But I'm doing this additional bonus episode around thought dumps because not everyone processes the same or easily with what we call bottom-up processing. And a lot of times I'll find that clients need more of that top-down processing. One is somatic and the other cognitive. Ultimately, we want to acquire both, but starting sometimes can be hard just depending on really on how you grew up and a lot of other factors in there. But when you experience trauma, there's that disconnect with the brain and the body. And it's impossible to stay that disconnected and not have it manifest in some way. In fact, chronic illness is associated to unhealed trauma. You run on that autopilot, and it's really hard to keep that pace when you're not actually aware of your body sensations, which is why we practice the body scanning and feeling your feelings and how that's so imperative to your healing. When your capacity to cope feels just so overwhelming, we disconnect from our conscious awareness and we're not aware of what choices we're making to think and feel. And this happens often, we call that disassociation, and this helps us survive that situation that is really traumatic. But that disassociation has taken over our nervous system's ability to stay regulated. And really what we're trying to do here in healing and having an empowered divorce is work on staying as regulated, as grounded as possible. Noticing the trauma stored in the body sensations, the emotions, the shock responses, like flight, freeze responses, and how those defense mechanisms show up is bottom-up processing. When we focus on this type of work, we're practicing to regulate our body and moving out of that trauma response quicker and staying grounded longer. Now, top-down processing is focusing on the thoughts that lead to the physiological responses and then getting curious about those thoughts and shifting into different thoughts by choice that serve your healing. Your prefrontal cortex, it's in the front of your head, the prefrontal cortex uses past information and current information to give a story, to interpret a situation, and then sends that to the body in signals, energy. The brain uses logic, planning, problem solving to make those conscious choices about what to do next. And it's really hard to make conscious choice when you're not aware of what those thoughts even are. You can't make that shift forward to healthy when you don't first acknowledge the thoughts that are keeping you stuck. And remember, there's over 60,000 thoughts a day that we as humans have. And really all we're doing, again, is trying to be conscious as, of as many of those as possible because a lot of those subconscious thoughts, those automatic thoughts we're not aware of, and it's leading to feelings and actions and results. And that's why a lot of times we're finding ourselves going, why does this continue to happen? 
why do I keep getting myself in these same situations over and over? Or why can I not just get unstuck from this or move forward or heal? There's a reason why. And a lot of times we place that blame on outside circumstances or people, <clears throat> our ex. But really, it's us. And we're just not aware of these thoughts. So top-down processing can really be helpful here. Again, practicing both of these tools are going to be beneficial. I do both of these every day. I do body scans. I do thought dumps. But again, when you're starting out, sometimes when I say to clients, all right, let's do body scans, they're just like, I don't even recognize my body or I can't even I can't even feel my feelings. I don't even know where they're showing up in my body. And again, that's not because anything's wrong with you by any means. It's it's because there's been a disconnect, a disassociation due to trauma. And so we can maybe approach it from a different way to start. So thought dumping is becoming more aware and making of your thoughts and making more conscious choices in what you think. Now, because both of these um, body scans and thoughts, right, like noticing all parts of the self are really important. This is also why just changing your thought doesn't always work. There's a lot of coaches out there that focus only on just changing your thought, changing your thought. But when you've experienced trauma, there's or have an underlining trauma, um, especially in childhood, affirmations aren't really going to be sustainable. They might work for a little while, but then you might find yourself going right back to the automatic thoughts. It's because we have to heal that underlying trauma and become aware of those trauma parts. We do a great job at avoiding them in, in a lot of different ways. So practicing both is going to help you. If you've tried paying attention to your body and feelings, and it, again, just doesn't seem to click, then try this top-down method that I'm going to share with you today. Now, hear me clearly. One is not better than the other. When one doesn't work, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. You want to meet yourself where you're at and then progress from there. I was in a doctor's office one time. And at this point, I really hadn't done work on the reconnecting with self. During the exam, he asked me a question about my body. And to answer the question, I had to draw my attention to my body. Yeah, I was not paying attention to my body at that time and still disassociating especially when someone else was touching my body. So in that moment, when I drew my attention to my physical body and made that brief connection, I had an overwhelming sadness come over me and I just started bawling. Because in that moment, it was like looking at the once loved but now the enemy part of myself. I didn't know this part of myself anymore. I didn't like it anymore. And I certainly didn't know how to answer the question, which made me feel stupid. And I just totally cried in the office. Reconnecting with these parts of the self can be scary, hard, and sad. And I just want to hold space for that and validate that wherever you're at in your experience, whatever experience you're having when you lean into this work is valid. It's okay. If you find yourself being told you're not a feeler, you're not emotional. I want to challenge that and invite you to practice some bottom-up work. Get in touch with your emotions and see how they show up in your body. Maybe you're being told you feel too much. And I want to challenge that and say feeling is beautiful when you honor it. And perhaps practicing some top-down work that I'm going to show you today. 
so that we can be more aware of those thoughts that are creating those big emotions. Okay, here's what we're going to practice this week. Many of you have heard me talk before about thought dumping. This is one of the first tools that I started practicing with my coach years ago, and I do it every day. Brief pause for journal writing haters out there. This is not journaling. Hang in here with me. Remember the ultimate goal here is to be more in tune and aware of you, the self, all the self, your mind, body, emotions, spirit. When we leave one part out, we're going to get stuck. So thought dumping is a tool that will help you be more aware of those thoughts that your brain is offering you. And because of those 60,000 thoughts a day that are not coming from the prefrontal cortex, these automatic thoughts that we have from childhood, society, social media, friends, family, all of it, our human brain offers us these in order to survive. It tries to offer us thoughts that it believes will keep us, quote, safe. For example, if you learned as a child that it's not safe to sit down, rest, do nothing, because if you do, your primary caregiver perhaps will get upset, yell at you, or punish you, you'll get in trouble. Whatever's posing the risk now to that attachment to that primary caregiver, in order to stay attached, the brain offers a thought perhaps like we can't stop, we can't sit, we have to be busy or look busy all the time or we, quote, die. Death, the primitive brain interprets that as death because it's a loss of the tribe or those caregivers that children, we as children, need in order to live. Literal death if a child doesn't get cared for, right? So those subconscious thoughts did a great job at keeping you alive. Yet today, as an adult, we don't need to stay attached to primary caregivers because we're in charge of our safety now and we can take care of ourselves. So when we thought dump, we can see those thoughts that are not serving us. But that takes actually getting them out of your head and in front of you on paper. When they are on paper, you're, you're doing a couple different things here. First, you're creating some space from the connection, the emotional connection to those thoughts as facts. When they're on paper, you can look at them and see that the thought, hey, Amy, you're lazy and failing at all of your goals because you didn't walk this morning. I can see how that's actually not a fact. In the, at the time, it feels emotionally factual. But the truth is I'm not failing at all of my goals. I just missed my morning walk, but I'm going to do one at lunch. But my brain learned that lazy is bad, and it was warning me that there might be danger if I lay in bed for another hour rather than walking. <laughs> okay, follow me? So the reason this is different from journaling is that this is not thinking first, then writing down. This is not worrying about someone seeing and reading it, passing down the generation dotting your I's, crossing your T's. This is literally just putting pen to paper and writing what comes up in your brain. So let me give you an example of a thought dump because I'll offer this to some clients. And sometimes, usually it's the bottom-up processing people, the ones that are good at feeling their feelings, are like, wait, I don't get the thought dump. <laughs> so I'm going to read to you an example that sometimes helps. Like, okay, well, what do I do? What does that look like? Yeah, when you've never done this before, it can feel a little confusing. 
I'm going to give you an example of my thought on this morning. And as I do that, you're noticing my brain real time starting to freak out, telling me that this is really dangerous because it's vulnerable and people might think that I'm crazy, but I don't care. All right. So here is what I wrote as I just sat down at my desk and dumped out some thoughts. Missed morning walk. So lazy. And now you're going to fail in all the other goals today. There's so much to do. Don't know where to start. What if I record the workshop and I forget something important to share? It's going to all be wrong. I need to take the sheets out of the dryer. Notice how my brain just goes from one thing. I need to take the sheets out of the dryer. Why do I always have to do the laundry? I hate laundry. It's so nice out today. You really should have walked this morning. Lazy. I think Scott is allergic to laundry. Maybe I will ask him. <laughs> Where's Scott? Maybe I will ask him to do laundry today. You're lazy. You can do it. No, it's okay to ask him. He will do it. But he might not be happy about it. But that's okay. I have a lot to do today and that would help. I think asking for help is hard for me because I feel lazy when I can do the laundry. But I don't have to. So I'll ask. Okay, that's just... I'm going to stop there. Do you see how it's just random... It's whatever came to my mind. It was bouncing back and forth between things that I had to do, things that I didn't do. And notice a, a theme there this morning with my brain. Probably noticed lazy. My brain is really trying to warn me that I have to go do and do it alone. That's like Scott's not going to be happy about it. That's false. But I can see that it's offering me this because that's been my past experience with men and laundry and asking them to help. I can see that those thoughts are not true. They're not helpful. They're not real time. And I can let them go. I can also see that just because I didn't walk this morning, I can still choose to walk and keep my goal. And that this thought it offered me is not helpful. I wrote a bunch more, but after my thought dump this morning, I landed in this place of relief because I could get all of those thoughts out of my head and then choose what I want to think moving forward and set my day off with such just more clarity and empowerment. Okay, so here's what your challenge is this week. And by the way, you can do this even if you do body scans. Like ultimately, when I'm working with my clients, I have them start with just one of these tools and then I can monitor their progress and make adjustments based on their particular needs and where I see them struggling and getting stuck and then set the pace according to where they're at in their journey. But ultimately, we're learning to practice these tools and bring that holistic healing to all the parts of the self, to learn how to love all the parts of the self. That's why I do meditation, body scans, thought dumps, and more of these tools that I've learned to practice each of these tools at different times when they meet a specific need. So this week, practicing to just take a moment in the morning, at night, while you're sitting in the carpool lane, hell, do it into sitting in the aisle of Target and pull up your, your, your phone and open your notes and just jot some thoughts down in Target. Like, I want everything in this aisle. I'm so mad that I can't buy it. Why can't I buy it? Because you'll waste money. Why is that wasting money? Because blah, blah, blah. Just follow your thoughts. Then observe and get curious here. Now, here's a few questions that you can ask yourself to observe these thoughts, right? Remember, we're creating some distance. We're looking at them without judgment, without shame or blame. And sometimes questioning your thoughts can be really helpful here. So asking yourself when you look at a question, do I like how I feel when I think that thought? Do I like what I do when I think this thought? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not helpful. Maybe asking yourself when you notice this thought and it feels like a really big problem, 
how do I know that this is a problem? What if this thought wasn't available to me today? Then what would I think? Those are just a couple things that you can do to get curious. Now, there's so many more pieces to this. I want to keep it simple today. Hopefully you can see how whether you're working from top, bottom, or bottom up, the goal is to see all the parts of you and step into your power and become in charge because you can. All right, everyone, happy practicing. And remember, you are enough just as you are. None of this work or not doing the work changes your worth and value. Meet yourself at where you're at and honor that space. I honor you and the work that you're doing to heal and have an empowered divorce. Take care, everybody. Hey, join my free Empowered Divorce Q&A the first Thursday of every month at 6 p.m. Pacific time, where you can come ask me anything and feel support from other women who are navigating divorce as well, because you don't have to do this alone and women need to support women. You can register for that with the link in the show notes. Remember, you are the chooser in your life and you can create the life that you want because you can. Take care.